Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to He's taken another one and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it. Wow, that is going to be controversial. That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it. It must finish it. Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab. He's a right hand, another right hand, and he goes down. Oh, my goodness. The dream is made real. Ricky Hart rocks the world with a truly stunning win over a modern legend. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everybody. We're back again. Raps on TV here to talk the latest in boxing news. It's been one of those good, positive weeks in the, in the, in the sport of boxing. Why? Because we've had good fights the weekend before and we've got a big fight to look forward to. Um, just to summarise, everybody knows, we've got Hey Bellew, uh, Garcia Thurman, which is a big, big one over, uh, from an international perspective. Deontay Wilder versus Washington um, and McDonald Vargas, which was in the UK. So I'm going to go around to my team. Say hello, guys. Gary? Hi, guys. I hope you're well. Um, sorry, I jumped in. I looked at NM. I thought NM was going to talk. <laughs> but um, yeah, great to be with you guys again, talking boxing, the game that we love. Some great fights that have happened. Well, not great fights. A fight that happened, a heavyweight fight that happened. And um, great performance by Gavin McDonald. Um but the fight that we really want to talk about, the two fights that we're coming talking about are Hey Baloo and Garcia Furman, which have me salivating. Yeah. Guys, we've got to, uh, just want to say thank you again to all the listeners uh, in the UK and abroad. Uh, what a weekend of boxing we've got. Big fight with Hey Baloo. Really, really buzzing with this one. We've got two of the loudest mouths in boxing. We're clashing over social media and TV, and it all comes to a head this Saturday. We're going to discuss what's likely to happen and who's likely to win. Later in the evening, later in the night, we've got Lou DeBella calling in from uh, Brooklyn as we discuss Thurman Garcia and also what's happening with Wilder. Uh, fingers crossed uh, it all goes really well for us. So, good job with you, mate. Yeah, no, so um, as you said, guys, big one. Um, DeBella calling in, so try and have your questions. Um, have your questions ready. So I guess there's no better place to start, really. Um, it's fight week in the UK, essentially. Um, Hay versus Bellew. Uh, we had David Hay on the show last week. Great guest. Went into a good insight in terms of what his game plan, how he's been sort of living for the last few weeks leading up to this fight. I guess, guys, my question to you really, not to talk too much about the fight straight away, but what do you guys make of the way they've conducted themselves this week during fight week? Um, a couple of things. I think um, if you go through the events... Liverpool, at Liverpool, I don't think David Hay handled himself too well, to be honest. I think he could have handled it a lot better. I mean, being a professional and being an experienced guy, I mean, he should have expected that, number one. You know, he's been he's been taunting the Liverpool fans for, for a while now, so he's only expected. And really, I think he should have handled it a lot better. Maybe just stay silent or laugh it off. You know, he got quite personal. Mm. But then, um, you know, there's been a lot of accusations about racist slurs as well. And I've, I've heard them myself, you know, mm. so, you know, and I, and I think it did happen. Okay. So that was outrageous. That's the first thing. The second thing as well, you know, you, you've got to see how the Liverpool people conducting themselves. You know, it was supposed to be a press conference. I mean, you compare that to the mm. London press conference today mm. and the difference is so apparent. I right? will say before, just to get in, I do think one thing bears in mind is is the, the, the nature of the setup. I think if you look at O2... Compared to where this press conference was, I think it's different mm. setup, security it requirements. Um, for example, O2 is an iconic landmark, so you can't just have people walking through there willy nilly. Mm. You've got to have uh, organized flow, organized systems. So I think it's a bit untowards, and I think they were back in their fire. So 
that was banter apart from the racism. I, I think there's a difference between apart. You know, it's, it's, there's no there's no excuse for it. Mm. There's no excuse for it. They um, there's a lot of good people in Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but that was solid somewhat. Mm. If you if you if you if you've never been to Liverpool before, and you said, "Oh, this press conference is coming from Liverpool." Mm. You'd be entirely justified in thinking, well, what's Liverpool about when they're going to go start drawing the race card? Mm. Um, not only was that, not only was was that, I think David's been used to that. It is the the slurs on his family, the attack on the fact Grew that up in he, the, the fact that the fact that he was um, he only he doesn't see his son and everything. They went mm. personal. Well, that, yeah, they went personal, and I would have liked Tony to have been a bit more classy. Mm. And jump on him and say, "Listen, guys, there's no need for that. Mm. This is about the fight." Yeah. But he didn't. He yeah. relished in it because mm. he needs every conceivable angle mm. of mental strength and fortitude yeah. and weakness, and to see weakness in David to have a chance of winning this fight. And I, what I will say on that point, and if you let me, so I do think it's more than likely it wasn't the whole crowd. I think we should bear that in mind. Mm. I do agree with you in terms of how Bellew and what he said during the fight. So in my mind, you know, everyone's talking about Hay being very uh, ruthless. Mm. I think what Bellew's talked about is financial situ- situation, the family situation. I think yeah. there was no need for that either. Absolutely that was also no below the belt from yeah. a verbal perspective. Right now, I'm going. Yeah, but, you know, I think that's what Gary's saying. You know, I mean, he needs every single ounce of mental strength, you know, uh, to win this fight. You know, mm. I mean, for for him, he's, that's probably trying to rile, rile him up. But, you know... I don't think that's going to work with someone like David Hay, who's such a big banger. You know, if if the game plan was you want to make someone come forward, right? You know, and you want to catch them coming forward. I can I can accept that, but that's not what's going to happen with here with the, with the Hay Belly. I mean, hey, you know, Hay's whole game plan is going to be coming out strong from, yeah. from 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 right from the start. You know. And in terms of in terms of um, clash of personalities, I mean, I think it's expected, mate. I mean, this whole yeah. thing started off like Hay insulting him. After his fight with BJ Flores, I mean, what you, what, what, you know, what's no, like, no, it started off before that. What I'm saying, he started, he started, he started yeah, yeah. off in a personal yeah. manner, insulting each other, and it's always yeah. going to carry on like yeah. that, you know. And that's how the whole fight's been marketed. Yeah. 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 Which and and so I understand what you mean, and I do think yeah, there's history behind it, and it's mm. it's been a lot of name calling. So I guess for me, um, I think both guys have have been as bad as each other. I think mm. the press have jumped onto the ruthlessness of uh, Hayes' words, but yeah. they've got to understand this is boxing. This, this isn't is football. Boxing. This, this isn't even rugby. This is boxing where people are going out to battle. I, I went so... to see David on Tuesday. I went to see David on Tuesday to get my, my guest pass tickets. It was lovely. He offered <laughs> them to me and I said, I ain't going to turn that down. <laughs> and I went to see, and he was doing some um, really good work with Darren Chan, his strength and conditioning coach. It was really good to see. Just um, They're very, very forward-thinking. Um, lots of innovation stuff. I won't go into what they were doing, but it was really impressive. You know, I mean, the guy does not leave a stone unturned. It was really impressive, and um, he he really, really, he really, really is up for this fight. And the body that I saw of David, he kept saying to me, you know, one thing people might say I've been talking trash, but the number one thing they'll say after this fight is that this body is better than it ever has been. Yeah, I you mean, know, like, when I... He's got himself in superb shape. See, I will say Devil's Advocate, I think he also has to say that. I think he has to come out with this 2.0, no, why so bro, good? And I tell I've you why, seen it. I don't deny that, but yeah. my point is more, he has to convince himself and also the public because he's been out for a long time. They've put some good points around his shoulders, that's a very his good age, argument. how how fully would he have recovered 
Bellew could rough him up. So, so let me tell you I think something. they need to get confidence let from that as well. So all these again, people that yeah. question it mm. are the Polaric people. Mm. They are people that don't support David Hay. Mm, that are David right. Hay is a threat to what they are as human beings because they can't mm. ever be mm. and think like David Hay. Mm. How dare you, who've never had a shoulder injury mm. or never have been through any of the injuries that he has, question what he's going to be like a fighter when you've never, ever fought at that standard. That is true. Listen, know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Unless you've gone and sat down with one of but, his surgeons, mm. right, and know what the end result and know what the chances of recovery mm-hmm. from such an injury is yeah. to where he is now, how dare you say, all right, of course... He's not going to be the fighter that he was when he was 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, but in his head, just like Tony is, he's got to believe that he is. And David's got a book down there. This is what I was going to say. David's got a book down there, and it's full of stats. It's no lie. It's what he's done every day of his workout since his rehab. Yeah? Okay. And I've sat and read this book, and it's extensive. I mean, this guy touts down everything every every punch thrown every Kaiser swing on a cable machine everything and, I mean, the, power, and the power outputs on all yeah. thing. he is you know he's throwing more shots than he's ever thrown yeah. he's throwing more power shots than he's ever thrown so why shouldn't he feel like this is David Hay I'm not saying he shouldn't because you know, his body he is now but what I'm saying he has to, he, he has to sell it but also we as I've said only he and his team knows what yeah. he's been doing in camp. And he wouldn't lie. He wouldn't write in a book and write a load of crap in a book I don't doubt of that, something that's not happened. Yeah. I think the These, key thing on so that what is done, only him and the team know as yeah, well. Exactly. So I think it, and that's what happens so in it's boxing. What only you and your team know. Exactly. I mean, The point I was going to make is like when I saw him at the workout yesterday, media workout, mm. I mean, it was like going back in history, man. It was, yeah. that was, that was like, well, that's Haymaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you yeah. can't get that feeling of nostalgia. I mm. saw as soon as I saw him, like, he his toe, like, fuck, man, that's Haymaker. He's back, yeah? Mm. And how did Tony it, look? Well, Tony didn't take your stop off, man. I think it's going to be standard see, Tony, mate. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, don't I, think, I, don't, I think it's going to be the same old Tony, you know? So you, and, and, okay, so my kind of, the way I'm summing this fight up is why I feel that got, Tony Belly has trained for a fight. You know, mm. And I think Hay said it. He said it last week. He's open. He said he's trained past this guy. Of course, mm. he's taken Belly seriously, but I think he doesn't really rate him. He doesn't yeah. believe he's a threat. But I think Belly, yeah. training for a no, dog but... fight. So I think people may judge his mm. body and think, "Oh, he's out of shape. He's got no chance." I don't think Tony's been doing this since he was an amateur. Yeah. He's got in the ring fat and yes. knocked people. That's out. what I mean. So just but don't what be I will dismissive. Say, what I will say that was very, very poignant. He said the problem what Tony and his team have made and mm. continually has made this is that they keep saying and keep believing that they are not gonna be they're not gonna meet a better David Hay than there has been before. Yeah? So they what they've done, they keep saying you're a broken man. They want it, it was almost so that they want they're David. relying on that. They're yeah. relying on it. Exactly. And David said that. to me, he said yeah. the problem with them, that is what they believe. He goes, I believe I am gonna be the best of Tony Bellew. I've seen the best of Tony Bellew, and what I've got still beats the best of Tony Bellew. And that's the difference in the mindsets, you know, because your coach, your coach, all your coach should do, and, and I'm very surprised that Dave Colwell he's bought into this totally. To the point where he said, "Who the battle of the psychology, battle of psychology, psychological aspect of which trainers won the battle? Shane's already won because like start today, Dave went on. Dave's been ranting 
He's been a Yeah, it's gone personal. He's a cheerleader now. He does, he's not behaving like a coach. He's behaving like John Ruse's coach was when he started attacking Adam Booth, saying that John Ruse is going to beat um, John Ruse is going to beat um, David because he's um, now trained by me and I'm a better coach. I'm a, I'm a better coach than. Um, Finger Bobbies. I'm better coach than Adam Booth. And they made, they made it personal, you know, and it should never be about the coaches. It should be about the fighters. And so with that in mind, I just think that the game plan that Hay can use for this fight and will use for this fight, Tony's got one chance, mate. Uh, I so mean, on that, you've got to come in and have a okay, fight. Sorry, I mean, did, did, did you watch the media workout yesterday? I, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you think? Did you think he was he was uh, sharp? Was he was he rusty? Who? What, what, um, uh, da- David. He wasn't. He was bar- He was far from rusty. Okay, so I mean, how would you describe rusty. it? You know, like it was as I've said. What I thought I was gonna see meant, you know, what it is, right? David's not a bullshitter, and um, is he the same David Hay? Is he the I'm same David Hay? Well, think... What I've seen. Yes. Okay, so on that, yes. which he looked good, powerful as well, I think man. Those things were we've, thudding. We've got to kind of yeah. balance it up and say, okay, mm. Bellew, the team believe that they can win. What are they saying? What's Coldwell saying? I'm listening to him. He's talking about Hayes' injuries. Mm. He's talking about the opponents that he's mm. fought. The fact that, regardless of who he fought when he was in his prime, mm. he hasn't won against the top opposition. Mm. So these guys really believe they've got a chance. What does Bellew need to do to have a chance? Whether we think he can win or not. Sell me how Bellew could win. What Whoa. is Coldwell saying to him? Well, do I think, you feel? I think I think they've pretty much spelt it out, haven't they? They've said it multiple times, and I think David has said it multiple times. So I think they have to basically ride it out for the first few rounds, try mm. and make it the second half of the fight. They're hoping, and they're hoping, they're banking that David Hay, of thirty-six years of age, breaks down, gets tired, mm. and 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 Bellew takes him to a dogfight and finishes him off at the end. So do, do you think Jet Bellew's got well, the strength to hold, push yeah, him up on the ropes? I think he has the strength. Tony can't get hit. In those six rounds that they're talking mm-hmm. about, he can't get hit. Because he, we've seen when it, what happens when he does get hit by world-class guys. He, he gets wobbled. Well, he goes over. He can't get hit. Yeah. It's diff- so, and Tony's never displayed to us a style of nullifying someone like a John Ruiz could back in the day who could just go into that horrible, ugly little crouch because... Yeah. Style-wise, Tony is perfect for David. Yeah. We've never ever seen. Tony. Why is that? Just, just clarify that. Why is stand, his style? Tony is six foot three and fights at six foot three. Stands tall. He stands tall. The least he's gonna flex his knees is to about six foot one, two, six foot, six foot one. David is six foot three, fights at about five eleven. Yeah. So there's a lot of explosiveness coming from those legs. He's adept. David is perfect, and he, as history tells us, he's always been good at punching up. And even when he fought Fragomeni, he adapted to Fragomeni, which was a really, really hard fight. Because Fragomeni and John Ruiz are the styles of fighters who will always give a David Hay trouble. Not a six foot three guy who stands tall, mm-hmm. who's not hard to hit. So, Bailey, we wake up Sunday morning, we read the newspapers, mm. we're on the line, somehow, Bailey's won. Mm. What does he do? What, is, what is his over. options? It's over. Over. So over. if if he's talking about fighting the AJs yeah. and the Wilders and the Furies of this world, 
then he cannot lose to a, he cannot lose to a Tony. And Bernie. not only that, he has to win comprehensively, yeah, man. He has, he to, has win to win well. easily. You know so what what's mean? a good I measure? I don't know. No, no, no. Uh, let's let's. I'm sorry to cut in there. I have to say, right? And everybody's going, oh, this fight shouldn't be happening. The cruiserweight versus the heavyweight. Listen, Marco Huck went up and gave on on um, Povetkin murders. Mm. Yeah, gave him murders. That didn't sully Povetkin. He still was a world class heavyweight. It's just that he met a style. That gave him murders. Yeah. It does happen. It does so, happen. So, you know, what no, I'm but saying... Hold on, hold on. This what, is, yeah, this is a different what, situation. Why? Though. Marco well, Hutt was a, was no, a reigning cruiserweight no, champion. I'll, I'll tell you why it's a different situation. Because we've got a guy who's got aspirations, number one, to... He's coming back off a long layoff, mm. right? Very different to Marco Hack and Povetkin fighting. He's coming back from a long, long layoff. Mm. He has to, number one, prove to the boxing world he's got what it still takes, mm-hmm. right? None of these guys have to do that, yeah? Number two is he's targeting huge fights after this. So he mm. has to prove he can win it comprehensively. If mm. he has a tough fight with Tony Bellew, do you mm. not think that gives the perfect example someone like Eddie Hunter Terry say, well, hold on, mate, you know, you ain't good enough for AJ anymore. Well, mm. I think Among- it puts even more question marks in terms of the Briggs because, you know, that's still flying around. Mm. We all know he would have beaten Briggs. Yeah. That fight should have taken place because he put his word out there. But I do agree that I think... Hey, has to win. Compre- um, it has to be comprehensive. It has to be. No, I never it has to be he... the execution that he said that it would be. Mm. Because at the moment, you know, he's saying, "I'm going to knock him out," and he said it himself, anything less than four or five rounds, yeah. he's not going to be happy about. So I think yeah. that is good entertainment value for everybody, and hopefully, Bellu just goes home safe. And he's not. And the, as I've said, the mindset that I've seen from David is um, he's a he's a he's a naturally violent man in the ring. Yeah, you know, and he's um, but. There have been times in various camps, and David would admit this, that it's been hard to get him to that state of mind, whereas mm. this one, it's been quite easy. Mm. It's been quite easy to get him into that state of mind. He was in that state of mind for Audley. He was in in that state of mind. Um, and believe it or not, the last week of the Fury camp, even though he was battling injuries, yeah. my man started putting it together, mate. Every yeah. sparring partner got hurt. Yeah, Every sparring, but we're talking big men, and I'm including Deontay Wilder yeah. in that. In that, it's interesting that he hasn't not said who he's been sparring with. Brian Jennings, yeah. I know, but I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I know Brian Jennings has been one. How yeah. do you know? Brian Jennings came out and said it. Yeah. Well, he should yeah. shut his mouth. <laughs> he, was, he came out and said he was part of the yeah, training yeah, game. Yeah, he's good, yeah, he's good. Brian Jennings is good. You know, you so, might as well just yeah, spill yeah, it. Got Gary, man. Come on. can't listen, once we'll get it out of him later, guys. Don't worry. So if I think I'm, it's been interesting from that point of view because I mm. do think that he is training to kind of bring out his speeds, the good yeah. combination, get combinations. The number one thing is <laughs> who's up that close, guy? how he's that fighting. Baby, baby, oh, bam, bam, what was that huge guy? Uh, Jared Miller. Jared Miller. Jared Miller. Jared Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Was he part of it? Do you know what? It's funny. Yeah. I said to David, have you seen him? He went, no, I haven't really seen him. So he's only interested in, obviously... Fast heavyweights. The, and the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and, right. and, 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 oh, you talk about sparring or you talk about future sparring, fights? Sparring. Oh, sparring. sparring, yeah. And he didn't even know about him. He's just... Um, and and he, he wasn't... It's like... That's what he said. Like say he says that Tony's though. preparation using Chisora that is just like yeah what do we make of that that's like, banal that is just banal it makes know? no sense it's it really makes bizarre, right? no sense it's like what, what you were saying Gary like you know he represents David Hay in yeah. no way shape, shape or, or form, form. so you know. but is it, is, is, are they just working on power trying to absorb power trying to take 
Yeah, but shots which power? Another. Because Derek ain't got power. Derek's got he's, many things. He hasn't got power. Fought, he's got power. So who's he Brett, fought at top level that he's no, I'm saying to, um, to Bellew compared to who Bellew has fought. Like oh, re- okay. That is that is power. He's not used to the. But kind he can't of, replicate like, the kind of way Tony Bet um, David Hay is going to bring agree. it on him. But the only game plan is if their game plan is to get to the later rounds, they need to be able to absorb some shots mm. because as you said, they can't take a hit, but they are going to get hit. So mm. maybe trying to absorb power. It's part of the game or, plan. Or, I don't know. Or, I don't think it's a good think idea. As well, you know, David Hayes said it himself when he called in last week. He said, everyone's game plan is just trying to get me onto the back foot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if Bellew can get someone like Chisora onto the back foot, yeah. right, you know, I think that's what they're probably practicing. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, but Derek, David's, David's yeah. balance is wonderful. And you've, got to, and you've got to remember that he knocked out Derek coming off the back foot. Derek walked oh, onto clean the shot. Knockout as well. Yeah, clean knockout. That's what he does. That's what I was going to say. He can not. He can sprint. He can absolutely spring into you, do ya? As we saw when he knocked out Guru for the World Cruiserweight title, or he'll batter you like he did Mormick, or which was a more of a wear down process. Ruiz, no, I put down Ruiz. Or he springs into Ruiz, you know, and um, you know, it's, like it's all around. You know, if he's if he's so if David is 80%, if they, which I believe he is, if he's 75% of the athlete that he once was, then um, it's a conclusive Might victory. Might make a... So, what brands are you going now? So, Gary? guys, I was just going to say, so now prediction, guys, we're going to move to another topic. Mm-hmm. Gary, I don't need to ask you who wins, but you tell me how. David Hay inside four. Inside four. And I wouldn't be surprised if it happened in two. Haymaker, 2.0, and I'm going for two rounds as well, man. Yeah, mm. I'm saying hey within seven. Mm, I think you'll, I think you'll get. I, th- I think Bellew will do better than a lot of us give him credit for. I think he's going to try and rough it up. Um, I don't think Hay's going to just come out all guns blazing. Mm. I think he will be his usual cagey self, and Bellew may surprise him in rounds two and three. But yeah, really, I can't see Hay losing. Can't, and I think not, he's going to get the get power hit. because cannot get hit. you saw how he got knocked out against Stevenson. But guys, mm. also another big big fight. Um, Massive in terms of a division we like to watch for entertainment, the world to wait. So we've got mm. the guy, one time Keith Thurman against Danny Garcia. Um, what did you guys make of this fight when you heard that it was announced? Oh, I think it's uh, great news. I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen enough, does it? You never, you know, you know, you just don't get the best fight and the best. Everyone's out to protect their own. You know, it's become part of boxing marketing and boxing branding where you mm. sort of like retain your zero and it's like that somehow adds value to your, to your brand. Mm. You know, so you. You know, you've got to give it to these guys. You know, mm. they've. I mean, you've got to give it to Keith Furman. This is his uh, second second top fight with two, one of the top uh, contenders. You could give mm. it to both of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 I can kind of say it's a fantastic, fantastic time for the world yeah. weight division. Exactly, you know? Gary. You know, NM spelled it out there for me. It's just I've been salivating for this fight since it was announced. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, just it's, there's so many questions about. You know, Danny hasn't looked overly impressive as a welterweight. Not boxed anybody big as a welterweight. Not boxed anybody as strong as a welterweight. Not boxed anybody as powerful as a welterweight as he is in going to be in Furman. Furman, I thought, looked really good against Sean Porter. So he's proven himself and he rocked Sean Porter more than once in a really good fight. That was a good fight. Really, really good fight. Um, Furman um, has got as good a lateral movement as Lamont Peterson who gave Danny murders, and he whacks with it. So I'm thinking that those angles that he does create are going to cause trouble and for Danny. And then he's got like slow feet as well. Yeah, he? he's got very yeah. slow feet. Got great hands, great punch timing, picker, yeah, yeah. great timing. Um, sets traps quite well. But with all due respect, this isn't 
and Amir Khan trying to throw the same combination twice and getting nailed on the second time he tried to throw the same combination. This is a guy that's um, a bunch variety. Massive grade as an amateur, um, and um, when you watch, there's certain fighters that you watch, and it's not so much their skill level; it's the intensity that they use when they apply their skills. And he's very intense, Vermin. Very intense fighter. His intention is not only to box you well, but to hit you hard whilst boxing you well. Mm-hmm. So, so, think, so I was think for me, I was happy. Like like you guys said, for mm. me, two guys facing each other. Mm. I think it is the step up that Garcia is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't adjusted to the world to division no. as quickly as not he probably would have liked. Power, if you yeah. look at exactly two majority um, uh, decisions, kind of says a lot that mm. he's taken his time. Um, I was obviously quite annoyed when he fought Vargas as his previous because I thought mm, that wasn't a step in the right direction we wanted mm. to see him. But now that he's made this fight, I think this is a massive fight. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be probably one of the top fights that we're going to see this year. I think Garcia, for a lot of the criticism he takes for taking a Rod Sarkis of this world, I, I like him. I think he's an entertaining fighter. Mm-hmm. I think he stepped up when he's needed to. I think he's stronger than people give him credit for. His problem yeah. is going to be defensively how he bruises up against Thurman because Thurman's a banger, as you guys are saying. Mm. But how is Danny Garcia going to be eluding his punches, missing his punches? I, I, that's where I see the difficulty for him, but I yeah. do think he can do it. Gary, mm. like um, in terms of like strengths and weaknesses, do you think um, Garcia has an automatic disadvantage um, coming up from like welterweight to welterweight, just serious, just based on size? Yeah, the size thing, um, it is concerning. He doesn't, you know, some people have just got that genetic hand and speed power not even genetic it's just a freakish hand and speed power that allows them to move up through the weights Roberto Duran's your Manny Pacquiao's Oscar De La Hoya to a certain degree um, Floyd Floyd no Floyd never really no. carried power no yeah. who did he stop at world weight yeah exactly he didn't really have power who did he stop at world weight Ricky Hatton outclassed him. Ricky Hatton Ricky Hatton's not a world weight it was never a world yeah, weight up. that was a battle of just big light world weights you know then Floyd filled out and then he beat good fighters like De La Hoya and all those guys, but he never ever looked like stopping them, you know, which is a testament to his great skill. Let me do, let me not um, denigrate from that. Um, Danny is a very very solid pro as an as a as a as a light waterweight. He was sensational because he could bang and you know and he had great great <coughs> highlight reels. But we have those highlight reels are a thing of the past at the moment. At at world weight so far, they've been a thing of the past. So. His chance of winning, I personally think he's got to let Thurman come into range mm. and try and counter-punch him. Try and counter-punch him with one of them counter-hooks or yeah. a counter-right hand over the top. I don't Which think he gonna... can step into Thurman and land successfully. I think Thurman's lateral movement is going to eliminate yeah. that. Well, so, I, mean, I was just going to say, because um, guys, let's go to the lines. Trouble. So we've got, a couple, we've got a caller on the line. Um, so let's open up the line and get some feedback, opinions. Nine, nine, eight. Nine, nine, eight. The floor is yours. Hello. Hello. Hi. Well, it's Michael, Angelo Serra. How you doing, uh, Michael? You well? Yeah, I'm okay. I'd just like to touch on the um, A. Baloo fight this weekend. Yes. Um, I just, um, as I say, I, I'm, I was discussing this with a friend of mine um, on the phone earlier, and uh, we was talking about it, and he, he's an ex-boxer. He boxed, um, I don't know if you remember, a guy called Domenico Bergonzi. No, no. no. Who boxed him? You don't remember him? No, no. He, bo- he he was a good uh, good class. I think it was light wel- or welterweight. Uh, big banger, and um, he boxed, actually, do you remember Brian Anderson, the former British middleweight yeah, champion who turned yeah, Gibson beat? Brian Anderson, he boxed yeah. him to a draw, and sadly also he lost to um, the 
guy, uh, Steve Watt, who, who okay, sadly passed, who passed away, against, away yeah, sadly. Yeah. Rocky Kelly, you know, back in 86, but mm. he lost to him twice on cuts. But he's a big banger. <laughs> and he was talking about um, Abel and is it a foregone conclusion? Yeah, I think it is. But then you've got to you know, sort of like take the tangibles. I mean, you know, what does Baloo do in this fight? I mean, if he, if he jumps in and he gets tagged, you know, he, he's obviously going to, you know, it, it's, it's game over. But I think Baloo's best um, chance of victory here is to um, try and keep it on the inside and try and nullify um, A's punching power, mm. you know, and then maybe try and catch A with a big, big uh, shot, you know, or he can and try and spoil. A little yeah. bit like the way Tyson Fury did against Vladimir Klitschko, try and mate. sort of like survive. But, mate, the only thing is, Tyson Fury is a big old lump against Vladimir Klitschko, and yeah. Tony has never, ever displayed those traits that you've said, fighting on yeah. the inside. He did it with against a very small um, Nathan Cleverly, mm -hmm. and that was it. When, when else have you seen him do it? No, exactly. You know, exactly. you're, you're again, asking a leopard to change their spots. Yeah. You're literally uh, asking a leopard to change their spots. Yeah. But the thing is, um, you know, he hasn't got an idiot in his corner called, that, you know, that Coldwell, he knows he's boxing. You know, and I'm sure they're not just going to go in there and bang, bang, bang. You know, they're going to obviously have a game plan. You know, he knows Every, you know, if, but he, if he stands... I, I, with, with, the with 110%, I agree with everybody has a game plan. But what is it Mike Tyson says? Everyone's got a game plan until they get hit. Until yeah? they get hit, but hey, then and, again, um, you've got to look at Buster Douglas... Oh, yeah, but come on, no, 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 no. Let's let's not let's not compare. So, guys, I think we've got another caller. Uh, we're gonna go on. Thanks Michael, very much, mate. Thank you for that. Nine one eight, nine one eight. I think that's the resident Karina. Hello, Karina. Oops. Hello, Karina. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hi. Yeah. Not bad. Thanks. Not bad. Thanks at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question. Do you have a question or statement for us? Um. Well, I just think. A couple of things, really. Um, it has to be I one. We're going to need one. We've got a like. We've got a caller coming in, Karina. So just one point on Hey Belly. Sorry. Right. Okay. Yeah. I. I just think it's. Um, I think there's probably a lot of um, you know publicity and hype and everything, and it's all hyping up the box office thing. Because I heard, I heard Hey on um, Talksport today, and he was basically saying that that's just his mentality about wanting to kill people, or he wanted to break somebody's spine when he played rugby union and everything at school, but. I do think that, you know, perhaps, I do think that if, like, Chisora got into real trouble for throwing that table and find that they're going to, you know, they're still going to have to look into this regardless of whether it was, um, you know, mental or not sort of thing, the things that Hayes actually saying, and I think he's going to be in a bit of trouble for it. But but I think it's a mismatch, and I can't see anything beyond Hay winning in the first couple of rounds, to thank, be honest. Thank you very much, Karina. Thank you very much. So, yeah, I think the public opinion is more or less ready. So, um, guys, um, as we said, we've got a guest this week, um, a famed boxing promoter um, coming out of New York City, um, uh, representing the likes of Deontay Wilder, Keith Thurman, Errol Spence Jr. Um, long history of f representing other fighters like Bernard Hopkins as well. Um, Lou DeBella. Hello, Lou. How are you, gentlemen? How are you doing, Louis Kojo? Doing, man? Really nice to hear from you. How are you doing, Lou? Thank you, thank you very thank much you for, for calling in. in. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Thank you very much for calling in, Lou. We really appreciate that. My, um, my pleasure. So, what, what did you have? Some fireworks today at the, uh, the Hay Press conference? No, it was kind of um, relatively calm. It was more verbals. No, no hay slaps were on, <laughs> and no tables were thrown, Lou. So it's pretty calm. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's calm, but. 
You know what? It, you know, David shouldn't talk so much about murdering people unless he fights a real heavyweight. Yeah. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair point. Which is a very, very good point. Um, so, Lou, obviously we know you had the press conference not too long ago for the big fight that we're looking forward to in the UK, uh, Keith Thurman versus Garcia. How did that go? It was a tremendous press conference, you know, incredibly well attended. You know, this fight's getting the attention of like a big pay-per-view fight, and it should, um, because it's as good a fight as you can make in the welterweight division. You know, I, I think these two guys are at the top of the heap. you got a great welterweight fight coming in the U.K. with, with Kel Brook and, and Errol Spence also. Um, but I yeah. think that the winner, right now, the winner of, of Thurman and Garcia has earned the right, at least temporarily, to say that, you know, they're the man at welterweight. Um, and, and, you know, this fight in the States is going to be on free television. Yeah. So instead of being available only to people paying $70 in, in, you know, cable homes, this is going to be available to 120 million homes, mm-hmm. 130 million homes. Fantastic. So it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to get the biggest possible audience and to help grow the sport of boxing mm-hmm. in America because we're not quite as hot here as you guys are in the UK right now with boxing, but, um, you know, boxing starting to come on. We've had a good start to 2017. Mm-hmm. And I think this fight, Thurman Garcia is going to continue that, that momentum. Uh, Louis, uh, NM, thank you so much, uh, for coming to our show. So it's, it's an absolute privilege to have someone of your stature uh, join in. Um, just following on what you were saying about not having this uh, fight as a pay-per-view, um, why, why didn't you have this as a pay-per-view? What, what was the strategy behind it? And what were you we trying well, I mean, to give the fans? I'm promoting this fight for the, for the premier boxing champions brand. Mm-hmm. And the whole, they don't do any pay-per-view. The whole thought process behind it is to build an audience for the, the, the fight game on free U.S. TV. And on, you know, yes, there are fights on premium cable like Showtime, um, and it, but, but, but the idea is really to make boxing accessible to the masses, to allow the audience to be much, much bigger because you're, you're not charging people. You know, pay-per-view in the States and pay-per-view in the U.K. is different. The paradigm of how it's done is different here. It's much more expensive for the, for the, uh, the viewer in the United States to buy pay-per-view. And... Um, but, but even in the U.K., I mean, your paper, you know, Anthony Joshua's pay-per-views have done very well. But as I pointed out to Eddie Hearn in a little argument, I don't want to say argument because Eddie's my friend, his dad was my, is my friend, but we had a little back and forth on, on, um, on Twitter. And as I pointed out to him, you know, more people saw uh, uh, Deontay Wilder's last fight than saw the last four pay-per-views that A.J. had in the U.K. combined. And... So pay-per-view doesn't grow the sport. It doesn't mm. grow the business. Yeah. Uh, it may generate more money, but mm-hmm. it doesn't grow the sport. So this fight is on free TV. You know, Showtime is doing this on, you know, Showtime Boxing, but it's on CBS. Showtime and CBS are, are owned by the same, the same company mm. and being presented by Premier Boxing Champions, which is the brand of a lot of the the great fights that have been you've seen recently. Mm. And, um, and I think the idea is to, to make this fight available to as many people as possible at an early start time and prime time so that fathers and mothers, you know, parents can actually watch this, yeah. these fights with their kids 
and, and to increase the audience and to develop new fans, mm. you know, to make to make the audience bigger. Which pay-per-view is... never pay-per-view never makes the audience bigger. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I truly understand that. And you, uh, my, my name's Gary. Um, you know who I am anyway, <laughs> Lou. But what I'm saying is that I'm a massive boxing historian and I, you know, I... Uh, my claim to fame, which is quite a nerdy claim to fame, is that I've watched Leonard Hearns one, which is our first undisputed world world final fight in many many years. I think it was um, over sixteen hundred times now, and that fight just lives with me and it resonates with me. And I think this fight has got the capabilities because it's going on free free view because, as you said, children can watch it. Adults can watch it. The mums and dads can watch these fights with these two great fighters. That it can spread, it can once again spread boxing because they're both quite charismatic men. Yeah, do you think? No, that... they're really sorry. They're, they're very just want to start with that, but they're very charismatic guys. Mm. They're interesting. I mean, Keith Thurman may be the most interesting guy I've ever met in boxing. I mean, he's he's a very like heady guy. He's mm. very deep. He's incredibly well read. He's very spiritual. He's musical. Plays you know plays multiple instruments. He's like I said, he's like he reads like like he has an incredible appetite for knowledge. Um, you know, you have a conversation with him, and it inevitably gets deep because he's just a deep thinker. And then he gets in the ring, and he's a beast. And um, and the styles of both guys, of Garcia and and Thurman, they're both like very offensive-minded fighters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're boxer punchers. But they don't move. They're not runners. They're yeah. they're guys who engage, they engage in the ring. So style-wise, I can't see how this can't be can be anything yeah. other than a, a great fight. I mean, their styles should mesh for for a great fight. I, I expect to see a lot of offense. Um, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if if um, someone gets knocked out. Yeah. I, I I think that there are going to be a lot of heavy punches mm. delivered. Um, I'm really looking forward to the fight, not only as a promoter, but as a fan. Yeah, I am as well. I'm trying to keep my analyst head on and not be a fan because although I've been a great fan of Danny, especially in his 140 days, I've been always been a massive fan of Keith simply because he's always wanted to fight the best. He's always said three or four years ago, I just want to fight the best. I don't care who it is, I want to fight the best. So I'm a big fan of that. What I'm also a fan of is that he's got wonderful lateral movement, but he loves to engage. He loves to get... That's the the interesting thing about Mm. both these guys. Is that they both have good ring generalship. They Mm. both have an understanding of how to move around the ring. But neither one of them really goes backwards. Their lateral movement, both both of them have good lateral movement. Mm-hmm. Both of them, um, you know, both both of them give angles and understand angles yeah. and, and defense. But they like to engage. They, yeah. they like to get it on in the ring. So that they, their styles make for good fights. Yeah, really I, does. I think Keith Keith is the bigger, stronger guy. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing about to me about Danny is that he always seems to be a bit underrated. People don't appreciate. Exactly. He's faster than they think. He's he stronger, harder than. He's stronger, he punches harder than they think, yep. and he always finds a way in adversity or even as the underdog, he finds a way to win. Yeah, he so, always has done, yeah. And and would you say, Lou, and that's on that point, we, we I spoke about that earlier, about Garcia maybe not getting the credit that he deserves. He is a two-weight uh, world champion. So in terms of uh, the opportunity for Thurman to face Garcia, would you say this is the biggest name on his CV at the moment? And CV's resume, in case you're not familiar with that term. 
Now I spent enough time on your end of the pond to know that. Um, <laughs> I, I no, I, I actually think this would be the biggest name on 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 Keith's resume. And, and, and honestly, even though Danny has a long list of former world champions and big names that he's fought, um, including obviously Amir Khan, I, I still think this is the most difficult fight oh, that yeah. on paper yeah. that, that that Danny's walking into. So I think that it's you know it's a kind of credential that that you would find on uh, on the CV of someone that has Hall of Fame credentials. Mm, yeah. So I, I think it's a very significant fight for both guys. Yeah, definitely. Do, do you make us uh, Keith the fa- favorite, Lou? Who would you make the favorite? Well, I mean, Las Vegas has made Keith favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, the odds makers have made Keith the favorite. You know, I, I, I think that uh, from last time I looked, oh. Keith was around a two-to-one favorite. But... Um, I, it, you know, I don't think it's a two-to-one fight. I, I, I would make Keith a slight favorite, mm-hmm. but I think, I think that right now the odds are longer than I see the fight. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I You've got it that close. As, I think it's more as a, a very slight edge. Yeah, you know, it's very Keith. close. And, yeah. and I, give him the, I give him the edge on, on punching power and size. Mm, definitely. Um, they're the same age. They're, they're both undefeated. They have, they have almost exactly the same records when they were amateurs. They have similar records as professionals. Um, you know, these guys have been on a collision course for a long time. Mm. It's one of the, one of the things that makes it such an exciting matchup. Yeah, and Lou, you spoke. You just said their collision course, and obviously, us being in the UK, we feel that one of your fighters is potentially on a big collision course with one of our heavyweights, uh, Anthony Joshua. Um, just talk to us about the fight last weekend in terms of Deontay Wilder's performance, given that he just came back from um, bicep injury um, and, and surgery to repair that right arm. Um, what, what, what were the camp's thoughts about the performance and obviously getting the, the knockout? I think that, you know, look, Deontay is <clears throat> a, a, a smart guy. I mean, he, he evaluates his own performances, honestly. Um, I think he started a little slow. <clears throat> um, you know, that being said, I also think Gerald Washington is a pretty decent boxer for mm. a big, big man. Yeah. He, you know, this is a guy that played, uh, played you know, Division One college football for USC, mm. which is over here one of the best college football yeah, programs. Yeah, versus was, the Trojans, the Trojans. Right, he was, yeah, he, he, was a professional, he was a professional football player too. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a tremendous athlete, and I think he came in with a good game plan. Mm-hmm. He frustrated Deontay for a couple of rounds. Yeah, but you know it's no accident that Deontay Wilder has a ninety-seven point four percent knockout yeah. ratio. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's. He's the biggest puncher in the heavyweight division. He's probably the biggest puncher in all of boxing. Of course. And, 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 that's, and that's a tremendous equalizer. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I, I think it took him a couple of rounds to get warmed up. Hmm. You also have to remember, we had a lot of, I mean, he's had a lot of distractions. The Pavetkin fight was, was canceled. Pavetkin tested positive for, for a banned substance. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was supposed to test himself against that kid Warchick, you know, frankly, a Polish heavyweight who's not as good an athlete as Gerald Washington is. That guy tested positive for steroids. So Gerald was a last-minute, you know, kind of kind of uh, replacement and, and a much better fighter, frankly, I think, than Warchick. Um, Deontay was in, at, at trial against Povetkin in the middle of his camp. So there was a lot of stuff going on. But uh, overall, I think around the fourth round, you started seeing Deontay look like Deontay. And then I think it was just a matter of time. And, and, um, and I think the problem that any heavyweight's going to have in the ring with Deontay Wilder is at any moment that fight can turn on one punch. Because mm, yeah. 
his, his knockout power is, is I think, the best in boxing and the best in the heavyweight division. But it's fair um, to say Deontay has vulnerabilities also, doesn't he? Um, every, there's not a heavyweight out there or not a fighter out there that doesn't have vulnerabilities. Mm. But, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it is fair to say. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you uh, mentioned, uh, Lou, about Washington. I think that was probably a stronger opponent than you, 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 you thought because if I look back at some of his opponents there, Deontay Wilders, this guy was nearly enough the same height as him, um, pretty athletic compared mm. to some of the other guys, um, had a good, strong jab, and he came with a bit of heart. So I felt the performance from Wilder, um, although it wasn't the greatest, I think you've said it there, it's the equaliser, and I think in the heavyweight division, at the end of the day, if you've got a bum and that is your, <laughs> your, your power, you're going to use it and to finish fights. Well, the other thing is people are too eager to use the term, you know, bum and, and, and opposite, you know, exactly. sit there and focus on opposition. Yeah. Look, I think, you know, Josh was taking, I, I, AJ is absolutely one of the best heavyweights in the world. I have no doubt about that. And, um, but, you know, this is a big step up for him in this fight. And frankly, his, his opposition's been very, very, very carefully selected. And, um, and that's not a criticism. I mean, I think that's intelligent matchmaking and, and a good job on the part of his, his promoter and his team. And, um, you know, and, and honestly, uh, he's also getting, I think, I think he's getting Vladimir at the right time. Um, you know, I, I, this is not, this is an older Vladimir. This is not Vladimir in his, in his prime. Um, but Vladimir is a Hall of Fame heavyweight. So I'm very interested to see what happens with AJ and, and Klitschko. I, I think it's a really interesting fight. And I think down the line, I, I, I actually think that, you know, the cream will rise to the top. And I, and, and I sort of believe that, that you know, Deontay and AJ is inevitable at some point. Definitely. So, Louis, do, do, um, what, how, how would you say fans are reacting to Wilder fighting Stiverne again over in the US, number one? And following on from that, do you, do you see a roadmap leading to AJ v Deontay at some point in 2017? Um, I don't think anyone's particularly doing dances about Stiverne. I mean, you know, I, I thought that Deontay dominated him completely when they last fought. And I think, what, Stavern's fought once since? Yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't think there's a great deal of demand there. I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice of a, of a fight. I know Deontay wants to unify the titles. Um, I'd like to see if there's a unification possibility with with uh, the winner of Huey Fury and and. And, and Joseph Parker, mm-hmm. yep. uh, and hopefully that unification could put off a mandatory for a while, maybe. That's that's, um, that's we'll some see. great bit of news. Um, so just speaking on, um, Lou, obviously you're coming to the UK soon. You've got a big, you've got a big fight at the welterweight, Kelbrook versus L. Spence Jr. Um, going back slightly, I saw a, the Maravelli documentary, um, and you were very passionate in getting Sergio Martinez that fight. Were you, as, were you just as passionate to get Kell Brook this fight? I mean, El Spencer this fight against Kell Brook? Well, you know, not, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't that involved in making this fight. But it's a fight. I mean, Errol, Errol always wanted Kell Brook. I mean, mm. and fr- and frankly, I think Errol was happy he got that fight and, and frankly, content to go across the pond to fight it. Mm. Um, you know, er- Errol's management didn't ever ran from this fight and wanted this fight. Hey, that's a great fight. Yeah. Oh, I have yeah. tremendous respect. Yeah. I have tremendous respect for Kel Brook. That's I mean, if Spence could cross the pond and go beat Kel Brook on home turf, um, what an incredible statement that makes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, Spence can't look as good as Spence is, he's walking in there with one of the very best men in the welterweight division in yeah. Kel Brook. So 
um, that, that's another great welterweight fight. I mean, I, I, as a fan, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Okay, and how obviously coming onto the UK for this for this massive fight. I mean, I I have to agree with you as well. Once um, I saw Kell Brooks' tweets about looking forward to this fight of El Spence Jr., my respect went up another twenty percent for him because this is El Spence Jr. as as with the exception probably of of Keith Thurman has been the most impressive welterweight of the last. 18 to 24 months. How confident are you of Spence winning this fight? Are you nervous at all about the home crowd at all? You know, I mean, I, I've been in this business too long to get nervous about anything, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I, look, I think Kel Brook's a terrific fighter. Spence is an unusual talent. Mm. Um, I think his athletic ability is is uncanny. Mm. But this is, a, this is also a huge step up in class. Mm. So... I mean, I'll tell you this. He's a, he's a, Errol's not a, a big talker. He's a, um, he you know he's a thoughtful sort of like, you know, not very loud kind of young man. But he's also one of the most confident uh, athletes I've 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 known or seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't think he's going to get overwhelmed by the crowd. I don't think he's going to get overwhelmed by the moment. Um, but I think you know, any time a fighter is stepping up to uh, a new level of opposition, then you know, it, it's time. Uh, it's time to take a look and, and just sit back and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, no question, Kel Brook uh, is the best fighter that Earl Spence has ever been in there with. Yeah. So, Lou, uh, boxing is uh, is is the biggest combat sport in the UK, and it's growing day by day here. Um, would you say this is the case in the US? And do you think the great start of twenty seven has expanded the market? And finally, do you think that the Premier Boxing Series is it a sustainable business model? Um, let's see. First question was, first question answer is no. I, I don't think boxing is right now the number you know as big in the U.S. as as it is in the U.K. Um, I, I, I is it the biggest combat sport? It's the best combat sport. And, you know, I, I think that we're going to do better Saturday night than the UFC did in Brooklyn recently. Um, I, I don't think that – but I think that, that MMA and, and boxing are apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think the success of one has much to do with the success or failure mm-hmm. of the other. Yeah. I think yep. they're, diff- they're different disciplines. Mm. Um, I think boxing's been its worst enemy for a long time all over the world. Things like bad decisions, bad judging. Yeah. Um, Promoters who have maybe, if you look over the history of boxing over the last 40 or 50 years, promoters who've cared more about making big scores than having a game plan for, for their industry. Drug issues um, with certain boxers. Yeah, you know, PED uh, <clears throat> fighters and managers that haven't been so keen to accept the biggest challenges. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've, we've created a lot of our own problems as mm-hmm. a business. So I'm not pointing the fingers or blaming anybody else. Um, Help me. What, what 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 were questions two and three? Yeah, I was I was I was asking is um, do you feel that given the state of the U.S. boxing market and the model that you've got with Premier Boxing, is the is the Premier Boxing series is it a sustainable business model? No, I I, I got I I remember the questions now. I, I look, I think the start the start to two seventeen has been really really strong, and 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 I think that boxing definitely right now. On this in this short term, is on a, is on an upswing because the quality of the matchups, the quality of the fights, mm. is better. 
Yeah. And, and I think that, that right now we have some momentum. We need to build on that momentum. Is the PBC model sustainable in the long run? Um, look, the intentions are the best, and I think the idea is correct. Because, you know, you don't see in, you know, in Europe, you don't see the World Cup finals on pay-per-view. You yeah, don't see... Right. You don't you, you don't see the premier you know mm. premier league on pay per view. You don't see the World Series in baseball in the U.S. on pay per view, or the NFL playoffs, or the or the Super Bowl, or the NBA playoffs, yeah. or the NBA finals, and all other sports. The biggest events that they do all are free. on are free are on mm. broadcast television, and they're advertisers supported mm. supported. So the idea of trying to create a market for boxing to offer our best product on, you know, where it's not on a pay-per-view basis and where more people can see it, where you're building new fans. That's the right idea. Precisely. Time will tell. Time will tell about the sustainability of it. But interestingly, I don't think the sustainability of it is going to be based upon whether um, the PBC is doing things right or wrong. I think it's going to be based upon whether boxing has the legs to create that kind of audience. And, and I think it's a great product. I think fights like Thurman and Garcia are as good as we can do. I think the idea that back-to-back -back weeks, we had the heavyweight championship of the world on free TV and a couple of million households saw it, and then a week later, probably the best fucking make of the sport right now is going to be on free TV. I think that's a great, great um, momentum builder for boxing um but you know we're going to see in a couple of years where where everything lands and we're going to find out i i'm the reason that i'm attaching myself to bbc the reason that i'm promoting shows for the pbc brand that i work so closely with al Heyman on this is because i believe in it mm. you know i believe in it i i i've been in this sport for a long long time i don't want to just see you know niche events on pay-per-view I want the sport to be, again, written in the print media. I want the sport to be news on local television and on national television in the U.S., which it really hasn't been in recent years. I want to see the sport of kings be the sport of kings yeah, again. that's yeah. right. You know? And I think the way of that is to roll the – you know, I think this effort to put money where your mouth is to try to bring the product to the most people possible, mm. I think it's a noble effort. It's I'm commendable. Happy it's here. wonderful. It's very exactly. commendable for, you know, people to put, you know, the money on the line like this, you know. Yeah. If the investors, someone like Al Heyman, come out with the concept, yeah, you see, you know, you re really need, you know, what we say over here, guts to be able to pull something like that off, you know. And and you, you know what, I, I, well. I, I got to tell you what's, what's interesting. <laughs> I think that if we were in the UK with this kind of effort, I think there'd be a lot more... And, you know, there are a lot of haters right now mm. uh, there is. for this. And, yeah. and I find it sort of peculiar because the, the competition to PVC right now is asking people not only to pay for a very, very high cable television bill to get, to get basic cable and premium cable. Mm. They're asking people to spend 70 U.S. dollars, you know, on a consistent basis to buy mm. high-quality product on pay-per-view where Premier Boxing is encouraging these fights to be available to the most people for free. Yeah, and there have been and, some and, damn and good think, fights as well. You've given us some great product. So so on that, well, Lou, you would, you, is there any type you, of... You would think that that would be supported by 
by mm. all of the press. Mm. You would think that that would be supported by all of the fans. And, and you know, look, right now the momentum is good, the quality of the fights are good, and I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Great yeah. stuff. So, I mean, on that, Lou, um, are you looking at any sort of uh, – global sort of cross promotions working with guys from outside of the US and um, the UK obviously you're working with um, her and for Matchroom but in Europe Asia is there any you know top rank have started moving that way is there any type of aspirations to go that way from a business perspective well I mean look I got nothing to report in specific but let's face realities the one great thing boxing has going for it is that we are an international sport the way uh, soccer or football as everybody else in the world calls it um is you know we're an international sport so you're 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 never promoting in a vacuum you're never promoting just for you know your local country you know your local city or country you're promoting for the world you know boxing champions are world champions so um you know yeah i I think you're you're always looking at a game plan in the long run that, that that that's international Lou, just going back to the pbc and the pbc model again I mean, we've picked up on it, you know, we just can't understand why there's any kind of criticism for free boxing. You know, this yeah. just makes zero sense. Why do you feel that that criticism arises? What what, what could possibly cause that? You know, I, I don't know, but i got to be honest with you. Like, I, boxing's not the only thing I do with my career. I, 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 um, I, I'm president of a minor league baseball team, a double-A baseball team in the U.S. that's mm-hmm. affiliated with the San Francisco Giants. I'm about to buy another double-A baseball team. I have a production company. I try to do some other things to keep sane. <laughs> I love boxing, and it's a lot of what I do. But in boxing in the U.S. has been its, it steps on its foot all the time. There's a tremendous amount of negative energy. You know, 27, 28 years ago when I first got involved in boxing, and I was a young man, and I was, uh, you know, uh, starting my career at HBO uh, as an HBO executive who, who – who bought the boxing and was a, 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 a programming executive in, in boxing, you know, th- there was a lot more camaraderie and there was, there, th- there wasn't promoter against promoter mm-hmm. network against network. You know, not everybody hated one another. There was like, yeah. people weren't, rooted. you know, right now people root for the failure of other endeavors, for the failure of other yep. networks, the failure of other fighters. It's one friggin' industry. Yep. You got to root for the success of the industry. You need to you contribute. Yeah. Everybody good. contributes. Yeah. Root for the best. Root for the best fight. Root yeah. for the best fighters to fight the best fighters. Root for the success of everyone who's dedicating their time and their professional lives to boxing, because we're in the same industry. Yeah. And and I don't really get it. I don't understand all the negative energy. But frankly, the negative energy is a turn off to me, and I think it's a turn off to a lot of people. No, definitely, definitely, we agree with you that on on that, Lou. Um, so, Lou, just you spoke about things that you do outside of uh, boxing, and is can you, is it can you confirm or is it true that uh, you played a part in the uh, Rocky film, one of the Rocky films? He was. It was with uh, Antonio Tava. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a promoter. Yeah, if, if, yeah. If you, I actually, I actually had a sort of a big part, actually, a big role. If you watch Rocky Balboa, um, I play the promoter. Who puts together the, the exhibition between um, between Rocky Balboa and Mason Dixon, who was played in the movie by Antonio Tarver? Mm, nice. So I, I actually I actually wound up playing myself in the film. Um, but if you go back and watch the movie, I sort of have a real role, um, and that was a lot of fun. And you know, I grew up. One of the influences on me wanting to become a, a, a boxing professional, uh, you know, a, a, someone that had a career in boxing, 
my two biggest influences were Muhammad Ali and the Rocky films. Mm. So the idea that I, the idea that I got to play myself in a Rocky film and be part of that series for posterity. Um, that meant a lot to me, and that was a lot of fun. That must Agreed. be amazing. Agreed. Tell us a little bit about um, about how you got into producing films and working with um, noted stars like the English Rose, Helen Mirren. Uh, she's a, she's the best, Helen. I love Helen. Um, I, look, I love. I, I was a TV executive. I love. I love television. I love film. Um, you know, I, I was at HBO, which was a very creative place. And even though I was work, working in the sports department uh, before I I before I was totally dedicated 100% to sports, I got to work on putting together some, some you know, deals for series like The Sopranos and Sex and the City. Wow. So I've always, had, I've always had a love of, of sports other than boxing as well as boxing. I've always loved baseball, and I've, I've gotten the opportunity to work in baseball. Um, I've always loved TV and film, and I've gotten the opportunity. You know, you create your own opportunities. If you want to do, you want to do something bad enough, you try it out. And mm-hmm. you, you, create, you create your own opportunities. And, and I think that, you know, having a breadth of what I, I do and not being in boxing 24-7 actually makes me better in boxing. Mm-hmm. Because I have, an opportunity, I have an opportunity to branch out and do some other things and not be totally immersed by boxing. So when you graduated college... Which college did you go, by the way? I went to Tufts University in Massachusetts. Okay. When I graduated, I went, I went to Harvard Law School. Boo. And I, I, and I became a lawyer. I went to Harvard Law School. Ivy League. Um, I, I, I worked for a big law firm on Wall Street for a few years. And then I started it at HBO as an attorney. Mm-hmm. And then at HBO, I sort of, my career sort of changed direction. And I, I ran the boxing program for HBO for for nearly a decade. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to ask you that because um, I mean, I do know you're an attorney and we call you guys solicitors here. Um, and uh, there seems to be a pattern of that in, in boxing, especially in America. You know, Bob Arum used to be a lawyer as well, right? He used to be an attorney as well. Is that correct? And, 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 yeah, and, Bob, Bob, went to, uh, Bob went to Harvard uh, Law School also. He, we, we have the same alma mater in law school. Um, Al Heyman went to Harvard Business School. Hmm. So, so uh, there's, there's clearly uh, some kind of synergy here between law and boxing. What, what is it? And you know, you seem, you seem a lot of you guys seem to uh, trans, transition over from working in the legal legal environment into somehow boxing management and promotion. Where does that come from? Well, unfortunately, you wind up a lot of times in boxing, seeing a courtroom or uh, or, or or you know having to to. Uh, to deal with the legal system. Um, You know, boxing, like a lot of the entertainment industry, is very driven by contracts. Mm. And being being a lawyer sort of makes you an expert on on contracts and Mm. how to write them, how to read them, how to protect your interests. And and, and a lot of it is negotiation, as you said. Mm. Um, You know, I think the legal degree sort of helps you often from getting screwed. And some would argue a legal degree maybe gives you some clues on having to on how to screw some people, um, but but uh, you know I, I think a law degree is a very good background for any type of business. Mm. So I'm, I'm 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 happy I went to law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Lou, just on going I'm, back. Sorry, Carol. Sorry, no. There there are a lot of smart people. Uh, you know, it's inter- interesting because there are very few barriers to entry in boxing. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you and say there aren't a lot of imbeciles because there are a lot of imbeciles. But there are. There can you are name also, one? Can, can you name one, Lou? <laughs> oh, I can name three hundred. I'm just not going to. But um, but but there are also a lot of very smart people. Yeah. 
So, Lou, in terms of just going back to the fight um, this Saturday night, um, is there anybody else that you've that we recommend we should keep an eye on, um, keep an eye out for on the fight on the night? Um, I know Erickson Lubin's got a fight. Um, yeah, you know, I would. I'd keep a close eye on Erickson Lubin. He's he's only 21 years old. I know his Olympic coach when he turned pro said that he was the most talented kid he'd seen in decades in terms of natural athletic ability and boxing ability. Um, he's fighting uh, Jorge Cotto, who's a big puncher mm-hmm. and, a, and a pretty a pretty strong opponent. Um, mm. I, I, I think that Lubin is looking to make a, a splash the way the way Errol Spence did a few years back. And this is a big coming out party for Lubin, um, and he's got a tough fight in front of him. But he's, but I think he's an excellent, excellent, excellent prospect. Yeah, he's um, strong, tall, good rangey guy. Southpaw as well. So we're, I'm looking forward to, to that fight as well. Yeah, I think I think he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on. How does he compare to the other guys at 154, Lou? Like say, like Charlo, the younger Charlo, who still remained, uh, Lara, uh, Williams, all of them. How does he compare? How do you how how does he compare to these guys? I know he's still a prospect. I, I, but... I, 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 I think he's he doesn't have yet the level of opposition that some of these other guys have. He's still <clears> 21 <throat> years old, but in terms of ability, I think his ability is at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Look. You just saw Jared Hurd and, and Harrison yeah. uh, in a very good fight last weekend. Hurd won a title. He's mm. a very good 54-pounder. I'd say that if you're looking at depth of talent, the two deepest divisions in boxing right now are 154 and 147. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you not add lightweight to that as well? If you look with if you oh, look at Garcia's, strong, awesome. yeah, yeah, they've got good good fighters yeah. there. So, um, so lightweight. So looking at his record, that you what you've done a great thing, and I'm a big fan of it, is that you have matched him up. These guys' records that he's fought, although exactly. they've not been renowned guys, they've all had solid winning records. Exactly, few losses if you look yeah, at the last matched four him fights, up, which is what but we you know, like to you see. You don't have to, you don't have to baby a great talent, mm, and in fact, true. you know, you should, you, you, you still need to develop them, on, you know, with carefully, mm-hmm. uh, with an eye, with an eye toward an improvement in opposition every fight. Yeah. But when someone's supremely talented, um, it's actually a disservice for, for a fighter like that to build their record against really inferior opposition. That's right. Especially when they've you had know, an international amateur pedigree like what Rubin has had, isn't it? That's the case. When exactly. They've, they've been boxing... You, you want to be careful, yeah. but you don't want to baby them. You exactly, yeah. I baby. fully agree with you. So, Lou, um, we're, we appreciate you, you joining us this evening. So we're going to come to you to get... I'll say one prediction because we know who you're going to be going for mm. with the other big fight. Um, but hey, Bellew, will you be one watching out for that? Um, and who do you predict will win that fight? Well, who am I rooting for and who, who I think is going to win are two different things. <laughs> like like the uh, most of the UK, Lou. <laughs> Apart from Gary. Um, it, it's really... Uh, look, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Tony. And I, as a person and as a fighter, I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I just think Hay is that much bigger and stronger and a true heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I if you you know if you made me predict, it's hard for me to predict anything different than a than a Hay victory and probably a knockout. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to see a great fight. And and like I said, I, I have tremendous, I have massive respect for for uh, for Tony. Yeah. Um, but I but I, I just don't see him having enough to keep Hay off of him. And yeah. and you know Hay is. A, Hey, for small, Hey's not a huge heavyweight. Mm. He's a very strong. He's a very strong heavyweight. Mm. Yeah, no. So thank you very much, Lou. So, um, 
Lou, do you want to shout out your, your Twitter or social media or let, let our listeners know how they can follow you? I think they're going to be eagerly anticipating seeing you come over for the uh, Spence Jr. fight. So do you want to let them know how they can follow you? Well, I, I mean, I'm not like a Facebook or Instagram kind of guy, but I am on Twitter. That's so right. I'd, I'd, love them, I'd love them to, uh, to follow me on Twitter. It's Lou Devella uh, at... I'm sorry, it's at Lou Devella. At Lou Devella. My, my Twitter... It's, it's, it's a really difficult one, right? Yeah. Lou, we'll make sure that we'll retweet you, Lou, as well, afterwards. Yeah, very quickly, very, very right. quick one. Uh, um, have you have you guys negotiated on where the Spence-Brook fight is going to happen in the UK? Has, has, has uh, uh, well, that been agreed? That, that's really, that's really uh, you know, I, mean, I, I think that's Eddie's call and, and, uh, and he'll make the announcement. Cool. All right, so th- Lou, again, thank you once again. Um, we look forward to speaking to, to you again in the future and hopefully see you over in the UK as well. So thank you once thank again. Thank you so much, Lou. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much, my friend. Cheers, guys. Take very care. educational. Cheers. Yeah, that was, um, I think that was very educational, just mm. getting to know a bit more about his business, what his fighters are. I think he's got three fighters potentially that could Wado is not going to fight AJ. They're uh, targeting more Huey Fury Parker. Immediately. In Immediately. Terms of it. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean by the end of the year he may not go for AJ. So I think they know what his equaliser was. So I, I think that was good. I hope the listeners enjoyed that. Just mm. for the guys that are on the lines, I think... um, we had a little bit of an issue technically mm-hmm. today. Um, we will have that resolved for next week. But yeah, you've obviously got the podcasts. Mm. I think when he, when he says Wilder not in AJ's plans yet, I think it all goes into the whole premier thing. He wants to build. We have the what the the um, the heavyweight scene in America has had a dearth of talent, and Wilder is as good as it gets. Wilder is as good as it gets out there. So he just wants to keep him ticking along. You know, Fearon, Spencer Fearon was saying Wilder has regressed mm. as a talent since becoming champion. What do you guys think, Kodge? That's a hard one. It's to a say. tough one because yeah, I don't because really think. If you look at his records, mm. Stiverne was the toughest fight. Everybody else, he's put him in hospital, mm. and he put Stiverne in hospital for two weeks. So, has he regressed? Uh, I, I, I no. I, I'll say he's lot. He's won all the fights by knockouts. But he his probably, technique improved. He probably, but I don't think his technique technically will improve. I think mm. what we see from him is how he's going to be so in terms of his footstance, his it balance. Is what we, yeah. But he knows that if you get too close, mm. round six, round twelve, mm. and I land the right on you, it's night night. I know you don't yeah. like and this question, Gary. I know you don't like the should woods, blah 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 blah. Right, but if you were to analyze AJ as a fighter versus Wilder as a fighter, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Number one, the styles will merge, and mm-hmm. number two, who's going to win? It's such, you know what it is. The the, as I've said with with Anthony, we'll know a bit more after the Klitschko fight because the 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 level of opponents, although there've been a couple of good names on there, Kevin Johnson who he blew out, and we saw with Brazil. You know, if you just said to watching Brazil's fight last weekend, if you had the volume off and said to you, thank you, said to your friend, thank this you. guy's world ranked, you say yeah, justifiably so. He's a tough guy. Thank you. You know, so he's he. Though both guys can only knock out or stop, which is what they have done, what's in front of them. This is not the best era of heavyweights, but those two in a ring will be exciting. Exactly. Those two in a ring. Is it the same as Lewis Tyson? Is It's not. Is yeah, it? um, no, but in many ways it is. because yeah, no, In many ways it's hard. better because they're both yeah. at their peak. 
Tyson was a shit. Tyson was a shell of himself against Lewis, and that you know that's not Lewis's fault. Look, look, I understand that, but once again, to the to the masses of fans, I think it will be. Why? It's still Are you like trying that. to tell me it wouldn't break records? Are you trying to you think that it wouldn't break Listen, pay-per-view yeah, records? Yeah, it will, man. So that's just but as that, big. You don't think that would sell out ninety thousand, hundred thousand Wembley easy. Stadium? But that's more AJ. Sky that's, but that's just more AJ. I don't think the so. The other one I is think, both, okay, man. So it's like the, Lewis the Wilder, and Tyson bring the fans. That is true, and I agree with you on that. Um, but Wilder is a big name maybe not as much amongst mm. the casuals but he's getting there it was on Sky Sports they marketed he that fight he sells a fight he's, he's another fights. dude they're he now knows talking how to sell about a fight they announced that fight high 8% that's KRA a huge show. fight so guys before we keep focusing on that we've got to let our listeners know we we obviously going to talk about some more boxing mm-hmm. um, McDonald Vargas we watched that fight Yeah, good fight my opinion, like McDonald, but I felt he really got schooled in that fight. Mm-hmm. I felt Vargas Every was too strong no, from him, no, body shots. You know, no disgrace. I watched Varga uh, bef- the fight before when he beat the African, mm. and I thought, this is going to be a tough arts for Gavin, you know. And um, Gavin did really well. He, did, he went the rounds. He was never in the fight. He was never in the fight, never ever looked like winning, but he showed... He's he's got world rank. He's got world class strength to stay the rounds with this sort of guy because mm. this guy won't go the rounds with a lot of other super bantamweights. He may well stop a lot of them. And Gavin showed that he does belong. He may never become a world champion, but he's a solid world ranked man now. He's a solid world ranked Ari hashtag world class for want of a better word. He belongs in that company because although he was. Um, not totally in the fight, never dominated any facet of the fight. He um, he stuck it out, and he he, he, made, he made you think. Right, let's see him against another up and coming, world class guy who's not as good as Vargas. I mean, what about you and John Lewis, coach? I mean, to be fair, how, that was my can, next point. How do you justify, how do you justify that? Man? You can't justify. I mean, I got a lot of time yeah. for Ian John Lewis. Um, reading his book at the moment, uh, great guy doing a lot for charity. But mm. I don't know how much what... is his book, coach. <laughs> what? <What's that? laughs> how much is would you what you try to you want to buy it? No, 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 not like I don't know. It's not cheap. It's about eight. I would say, but in, in all honesty, is, in all that honesty, was a poor decision. Hugely disappointing. Poor it's decision. No justification for it at no. all. And I think I, that's going to have an effect, especially in the Latin American community, mm-hmm. in terms of those guys coming, coming over, over. for with yeah. their belts to the UK, because mm-hmm. there was no way that was a draw. Because that, you know, listen, that was atrocious what happened, right? I mean, mm. you know, all the stuff that the people are coming out, he's a referee, so that's why he messed up as a judge. I'm sorry, that's Shut bullshit. Up. Referees bullshit. are judges. Exactly, goes, 100%, right? And it aggravates me, man. So, yeah, all these people on chat, Facebook yeah. and Twitter coming out with this shit, so, right? So, so, that's the first thing, yeah. right? The second thing is what you got to remember, going out to the Latin American thing, although he's not Latin American, Real Beltran mm. is of Mexican origin. Mm. Yes. Man, this guy got fucked over by Ricky yes. Burns. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. won that fight. And now Indongo's coming over. Yeah, and he and lost his get, belt. Listen, as I said, when when that fight happened, I said we are fast becoming the Germany of the eighties and nineties. Mm. Where you, Darky Smith, used to have a great saying. You know, he said to go and beat a guy in Germany, you've got to beat him up. You've got to murder him, bury him put a car over him and then you might get a draw yeah. and that's how bad it is yeah. so that's... obviously a London guy that we were all kind of rooting for mm. last week Rakeem Noble unfortunately yeah. didn't do the goods around Tommy Coyle what did mm. you think of that fight you know it was early stoppage as I said the only chance he had was mm. to get close to Tommy and mm. unload yeah. you know 
You don't he think stood... he did that? You don't think he was trying to do no, that? No, he, well, he was trying. But yeah. Do you think he's got any power, man? The way Tommy, yeah. Tommy did well. Well, he does have power because he injured him. Yeah, he's... Tommy did well to keep that distance until mm. he landed his shots. Tommy, yeah. Tommy it worked out. You know what? I thought he was high, high, guard, Like his guard yeah. and positioning yeah. and so not low, being too man. critical, no, no uh, Rakeem, but I did feel the guard in the hand position was... A slightly strange. I hadn't seen when I saw him fight K. Prosper at the York Hall. Yeah. He wasn't like that. It was all action, good tempo, but he still had a hard high Different guard. atmosphere, though. That's what I was potentially thinking. Yeah, took this fight on short notice, fighting in the other guy's virtual hometown or up north anyway, and with loads of Tommy Core supporters. Yeah. Under the lights does funny things to guys yeah, on on a certain yeah, night. Yeah. You know? I did. I did. So you feel got a feel for it, man. He was yeah, by himself. Up yeah. there. He went there by himself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, man. He was there by himself. Took a train by himself. Mate, himself. Listen, no, he, he was, at, was there with his coach. Probably yeah, at the end, but when he first yeah. arrived there, he was by himself. He was at the weigh-in by himself, man. Do you know what I mean? So he was oh, in, mate. He was that's in the hotel shocking. by himself. You got a feel, man. That's a big thing for the guy. You know what I mean? That's poor form. So and and we had Luke Campbell. Yeah. Stoppage, impressive. Yeah, do we think he good. can cut it at that weight? We've got Garcia. Nah, man. Not what what do we think Garcia. he can do anything? I mean, of course. But I mean, what do we think he can do at that, with the big boys now? He's well, now he, ranked. He's, he's great. And he's, 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 you know, you've got to remember there's, there's not only Mikey Garcia, there's Flanagan. Exactly. There's Flanagan. There's always going to be Linares. a good crawler fight exactly. down the road. Linares, who ain't getting any younger. He's the junior. Kommi. Flanagan. Kommi, even. Yeah, Kommi. Kommi. He won't not hit Kommy, mm. you know. You know, styles make fights, and Kommy is although he's very good, he's very busy. They won't. Take I will say, fight, when though. you're busy, you better move that head, yeah. you know. And they Luke is quite accurate. Fight. I'm not saying that he beats him, but there's some great fights out there, you know. There's yeah. some great, great fights. And one thing it tells me, one thing that it looked like he's got his hunger and his spite back because he didn't delay in getting that stoppage. Good, good. So, guys, so, last one. Um, we're going to sh- head off, but we're going to talk about one of our guys. We're supporting him. O'Hara Davis is also yes. on the card. David Matthews mm-hmm. getting really hostile. The press conference. We all, saw the, that. all the way, man. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't think... What do you... O'Hara's young. Mm-hmm. He's made some impetuous mistakes. Yeah. R.E.'s quotes. Yeah. Um, it's easy to get wound up. Yeah. And he's sometimes... But he won't wound up. Know, I think he handled it really well, to be honest. What are you talking about? Like I'm talking the build-up with the tweets He's and everything. Right, okay. He's yeah. very not not classy. Yeah. You know, uh, Michelle Obama, mate. When they go low, you go high. Mm. Yeah, and he could have just. This fight sells itself anyway. You know, mm. you know. Um, For me, up, I think Derry's coming. O'Hara Davis. <laughs> yeah. He gets a really good impression. Oh, Derry Matthews was just as bad, though, man. I mean, right. so I'm let's, saying, let's, yeah, let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, the boxing because yeah, yeah, we're yeah, now yeah, moving yeah. on to the social stuff. For me, from the boxing perspective, I think it's a good fight. I think. For O'Hara, it's a massive test. It's a I think massive he needs test to come through you know, this um, to really justify because, why he's got yeah, that belt and, and because why he's, he's been put ranked it on so himself highly. more. Because he yeah. has, he's, he's, he has put himself on him. He's put itself on him. Mm. Um, and you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna see how it performs. Yeah, and I think personally, O'Hara gets to Davis. What's what's the verdict, guys? Eh? Who I wins? Odie by knockout, man. OD six knockout. or seven rounds. Yeah. I agree. Eight OD. rounds within eight. So guys, yeah. we're gonna make a move now. So it's been great. You heard Lou Debella talk about Wilder and AJ plans. We're all gonna get ready for this massive showdown on the weekend, guys. So your Twitter handles, Instagram, all of that, all of that. Gary Logan 68 on Twitter, Gary Shogun 68 on Instagram. It's Raps on TV, at Raps on TV on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Truly appreciate. Get those downloads, subscriptions, all of that, all of that. Raps on TV. Back next week. Big up, Andrew Selby. Andrew Selby. Andrew Selby. Andrew Selby.